We thank you for the word. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the word on tonight that comes to save our souls, that comes to cleanse us, that comes to make us whole. Father, we thank you for leading us and guiding us. Thank you, Lord God, that we can say something encouraging to our young people on tonight. Thank you, Lord, for instructing our young people. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's time for war, Lord. chapter number 12 Ecclesiastes chapter number 12 we're going to read two verses Ecclesiastes 12 just going to read two verses we're going to read together have it. We can read it on the monitors. We want to give honor to whom honors do. I always want to give honor to our pastor, uh, Bishop Burke. We want to give honor to all the deacons and ministers and elders on tonight. I'd like to give honor to my own husband, Deacon Donaldson. I thank God for him. Thank God for him. Amen. Thank God for him. That's right. <laughs> I thank God. I just I testified on Thursday that we did celebrate 29, 29 years of marriage this month, July the 10th. And we thank God for 29 years. Thank God for that. Amen. Amen. We're going to read two verses. Together, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So we thank God you can maybe see it at this time. We thank God for Sister Joyce and how she brought forth such a wonderful word this morning about our identity being in Christ. And if I could just use for just a quick topic, it would be the purpose of man. And what is our purpose would be to please God. Just keep it simple. What is our purpose? Our purpose is to please God. That's it. Just keep it simple. So we're talking about Solomon, and we know Solomon was one of the richest and wisest men that there ever was. God used Solomon mightily 
David, his father, set him up with all kind of riches and building materials so he could build the temple of the Lord. Solomon started out real, real good, you know, praising God and, and having sacrifices. And I think it said that the presence of God filled the temple so the priests were not able to minister. This is how Solomon started out on his journey of life, just giving God praise and honoring God with everything and telling the Lord, I don't want riches, I just want wisdom. I need discernment. I need to know how to lead your people. He knew that he needed help from God. And that's what we want to tell our young people tonight. You need help from God. You, 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 you're not too old. You're not too young to call upon the name of Jesus. This is why we come to church. We bring you to church because we want you to know that you're not always going to be children. You're going to grow up and you're going to become a young adults and things like that. But you've got to know at an early age how to call on the name of Jesus, that he is your help, that he is your strength, that he will always be there for you. When the kids at school are talking about you because you didn't eat lunch and you're fasting, because the kids are talking about you because maybe you, you know, you're wearing your dresses and your skirts to school all the time because the kids are talking about you because you're not sneaking and doing things behind your parents' back. You, you keep on standing up for God and he is going to bless you, I promise you. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct thy path. There's so many vices and things that are out there for you all to get involved in at a young, young age. So many things the enemy is trying to put out there to rock you to sleep and to make you think it's okay and to make you become insensitive. But you have to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost to know that homosexuality is wrong, lesbianism is wrong, uh, hetero, all, all this uh, 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 fornication is still wrong, letting people touch you in the bathroom at school, behind the lockers, in the gym room, it's still wrong because those things do happen. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we hear about things about church kids doing things they shouldn't be doing, but it doesn't have to be your story. You can say no. You can say no. You sure can. And trust and believe, people know if you're supposed to be saved. They know she's supposed to be a church girl, and I heard she did this, and blah, 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 whatever. But you know, that doesn't have to be your situation. God gives you power to say no. Boys, too. I don't care how cute she is. I don't care what her shape is. She ain't sure why. She ain't yours. No. Hands off. You tell her no. I belong to God. And you, you can tell her no. That's right. Tell her no. She ain't that cute. Trust me. Life happens. Life does happen. Amen. So you keep on standing up for the Lord. You keep on being an example, young men, of holiness, going to school with all that's around you. I, I used to, I mean, I was in the school system. I've seen how they dress. I'm like, okay, where are your clothes at? And all these, what they call them, um, I don't know what they call them. I think they're like leggings or something. I don't know what they're called, but they're really thin. It's like, we used to, what do you call them? Whatever. We used to put a skirt on with them. We didn't used to walk around with leggings without any type of covering. But now they're thinner and thinner. And it's like, oh, my God, what is she wearing? But you have to be an example. Mm -hmm. Be an example. Amen. So let's go look at Ecclesiastics. Ecclesiastics. We have uh, Solomon. He's telling us, remember now your creator in the days of your youth, while the evil days come not, uh -huh, that thou shalt, and nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Some people, they wait. They, they use up all their energy, all their vitality and strength, doing what they want to do. And then when it's time to close their eyes, they say, you know, I think I want to serve the Lord. No more energy, no more strength. They don't have nothing to give really to God. 
but now they want to serve him. But while you're young and you have energy, you want to serve the Lord. It says, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened or the clouds return after the rain. That represents the fact that you have some strength and you have some life. But then there comes a time when you don't have it anymore. I know, sometimes our bodies go through changes. I tell myself, please get up. And it takes me a couple more seconds, which I really don't like. But I just blame myself and say, well, that's your fault. You just need to exercise some more. Because when you get down, it takes a few more seconds to get back up. I said, oh, I can't stand it. Why? Because I remember there was a time when it wasn't like that. All right. Then it talks about in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. Okay, you got those arms. You have strength in your arms. I work with senior citizens, and sometimes, you know, their hands can be shaky. They don't have strength in their arms like they used to. It says, and the strong men shall bow themselves. Talking about your, your, your legs, you know, sometimes you see senior citizens, they may be kind of uh, bent over a little bit. Sometimes they have to, have to walk with those walkers and those canes, but we thank God that they're still moving. And it says here, and the grinders cease because they are few. And that means you don't have as very, very many teeth as you used to because sometimes things happen to your body. It doesn't have to be everybody's story, amen? All right, and those that look out of the windows be darkened. Oh, my God, sometimes your eyesight, it becomes dim. And you have to take senior citizens and lead them around you. They, they just need a little bit more help, all right? Then it talks about the sound. Let me see, I'm going to get ahead of myself. And it says, and the doors be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. What does that mean? That means senior citizens, sometimes they don't have teeth. They can't really eat. They have dentures. So sometimes they have to be on a different kind of diet. They can't eat what they used to eat when they were young. They can't always have those hot Cheetos, those jalapeno Cheetos. I don't, I, don't, I don't do jalapeno. I don't do them hot Cheetos. Some of you all might do the hot Cheetos. There's some things that you just don't do no more when you become older because it affects your digestive system. Amen. And it says that when the sound of the grinding is low and and it says, he shall rise up at the voice of the bird. Senior citizens get up sometime all during the night, and then, you know, they, they just up. They sleep, they sleep a lot in the daytime, but then they're up in the evening walking around. You wonder, how come Grandma just won't get somewhere and sit down? Because she can't help it. She just can't help it. And then it says, and the daughters of music shall be brought low. She's not singing and humming sometimes like they used to. And when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way. It's a lot of times you have to learn with senior citizens, they're afraid, they don't want to fall. You have to walk behind them and you have to protect them. And you, when it's slippery outside, you got to make sure they have on their shoes and their socks, make sure that they're protected, even inside their own rooms. You have to make sure that, they, that they're prop, that they have on their gear, on their feet. Just like here, the whole arm of God, you got to make sure that you have on your shoes, preparation of the gospel of peace. Got to make sure that you're ready to go to war, amen? And when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish. Yeah. A lot of times their hair begins to turn white. There's that gray thing going on, amen, that we don't want to call life, but it happens. Hair begins to turn gray, then there's white. And some people look beautiful. They look beautiful with that white hair and that white salt pepper hair. And the grasshopper shall be a burden, and the desire shall fail. Those vitalities of life that you once had, they begin to fall your energy, your strength, your drive begins to decrease. But, we, but while you're young, you want to give God all your energy, give God all your strength. Come into the house of the Lord, giving God your best prayer. I don't care if your friend next to you don't want to praise the Lord. That's her problem. But you make sure you praise the Lord because you don't know what you're going to go through. You don't know what you're going to face. 
we quote that scripture, I will bless the Lord at all times. This praise shall continually be in my mouth. That testimony is not a joke. That's a real true thing. You have to learn how to praise God even when things are not going your way. I'm sorry that you got a bad grade on that math test that you didn't study for, but that's okay. It's going to get better. Just keep on praising God. Just learn from that mistake. Shake the dust off your feet and keep on going. All right? Sorry you didn't get invited to that, to that birthday party that you thought that you should have went to, but that gave you some more time to pray. Gave you some more time to study the Word of God. Gave you some more time to uh, maybe call your friends on the phone and talk about the goodness of the Lord. You guys have each other, and you, and you have FaceTime and Duo Google and all those different things. You can call each other. Did I say it wrong? I'm sorry. It's all right. We know what you mean. Is it Google? Is it Duo? Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. Use all those and call each other and FaceTime each other. Zoom each other and just encourage each other in the things of God. That's all you have to do. We, we did it during the COVID. We had a Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. I know people was tired of Zoom, but I, I, I did appreciate Zoom because at least I could see somebody. Amen. It was kind of hard on a lot of us, amen, when you really couldn't go out to the house of the Lord. It was a learning experience. All right, then we go on to the other parts of this about the body, about our body and how we're fearfully and wonderfully made. It says here about number, in verse number six, well, verse number five, it talks about all that you went through. Then there comes the mourners because you have had, because people have passed on. But I know the Bible says he beautifies the meek with salvation. I know that God preserves our bodies. I know that for a fact that God continues to preserve us and he continues to help us. Amen. Then it says here, or ever the silver cord be loosed. What is a silver cord? This, I believe it speaks about your spinal cord. A spinal cord is connected to all the different organs that's in your bodies. You don't want to mess up that spinal cord because then your organs are not going to work properly. People get into car accidents and things like that, and the spinal cord connected to your vertebra, which is also connected to your brain stem, connected to your brain, all these things, they work together. And so you want to make sure everything is flowing. That's why mom says, get your vegetables, even though you might maybe feed them, feed them to your dog, but don't feed your vegetables to the dog. Don't put them in the trash when she's not looking. You need your vegetables, amen? So the spinal cord attached to the brain, and all these things, they work together. And it says here that spinal cord is loosed. Then you have this golden bowl. And I believe that the golden bowl is talking about the brain, where your spinal cord is connected to that brain stem. All those things work in conjunction together. All those things, they work together. Our body is fearfully and wonderfully made of the Lord. And that's why we, again, I tell you, with all the vitality and strength that you have, you run for your life. You, you give God your best praise. You make sure that you take time out before you go to school to say your prayers and to ask God to help you throughout your day and read your Bible. You have to make time for these things. You just can't, oh, I'm, I'll pray eventually. No, just, just make time for the Lord, all right? Then it talks about your, um, then it talks about, let me see, let me see. The golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be broken at the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern. All these things possibly have to do with the pitcher being likened to the heart and, the, and, and, of course, broken at the wheel, all these things have to do with our different arteries and our different veins and things that function in our body. And one of the greatest um, arteries we have, I believe, is, a, is, is called aorta. The aorta artery is long. It pretty much goes from the top all the way down to the bottom. And when people are injured and there's attacks, sometimes people want to cut people in the neck. And if they cut that aorta um, uh, artery, 
there's going to be a there's going to be a great loss of blood. And so that's why you know we 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 thank God that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. There's nothing God is so, so, such an awesome God and he knows what he's doing in each and every one of our lives. So what we go so the Bible says here let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. We're to fear God. Fear God and keep his commandments, not my commandments, but what did God say? Got to fear God and keep his commandments. I want to give you a, a, a basic definition of the word fear. To fear the Lord means to respond to God in awe, in reverence, and wonder. To serve him in purity of action. To shun evil and to shun the worship of anything other than God. The Bible says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's one of the commandments talking about love the Lord God, thy God with all thy mind, heart, soul, and strength, and to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments that Jesus, uh, that Jesus talked about in the Gospels. We're to fear God, putting him first. We don't have to be afraid of God like he's going to hurt us or harm us or things like that, but we are to put God first in our everyday life. We are to put him first. If, if we're going to go to war and we're going to be successful in spiritual warfare, we have to know that we have to put our leader first. Our leader is God, and we need to put him first in our life. The Bible talks about uh, submit to God. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Sometimes people omit the first sentence. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, uh, resist the devil. You can't resist the devil if you, if you really haven't submitted to God. Submit to God first, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, all right? You have to, if, if, you, if you need to forgive, if you need to, you know, make sure that you're doing what mom and dad asked you to do, if you have a bad attitude, if you need to say, mom and dad, forgive me, you know, my attitude wasn't right, you asked me to clean up my room or take out the trash or do my homework or whatever situation was, and you had an attitude, but just say, mom, you know, I'm sorry I had an attitude, you know, please forgive me. Ask mom to pray for you. Mom can be one of your prayer partners. Dad can be one of your prayer partners. I know it sounds a little strange, but those people make the best prayer partners. Mom, this, this mom, before I go out that door to school, please pray for me because there have been many children, unfortunately, who have left the house, and for whatever reason, they did not make it back. Now, I'm not spreading doom and gloom to say, if you look at society that we're living in, there are some things that have happened with school shootings, and even recently, Greenwood Mall, there was a shooting there, and I'm thinking, Greenwood Mall, that sounds kind of strange, but things are happening. And we, and we don't know from day to day. That's why we have to pray and ask God to help us, help us to be ready. Help us to be ready to meet the Lord. We don't know when your time will come. We believe, God, that you're going to grow up and have lots of years of living, but you just don't know. So we have to be ready to meet the Lord. When God is dealing with your heart, talking at your heart, listen to him and respond to him. He knows. He knows. The Bible says in Proverbs 9 and 10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. It says here in Deuteronomy 13 and 4, 13 and 4, you shall walk after the Lord your God. You're to fear him, keep his commandments, obey his voice, serve him, and cleave to him. So while you're young, you need to learn how to have a prayer life. You need to learn how to fast. I know fasting is kind of hard, but just take it step by step. Learn how to fast. 
They encouraged us a lot when I was growing up about fasting. So we, you know, there was times when I would fast, you know, of course, being a teenager and things like that. And I want to say that you all reminded me tonight, reminded me of uh, going back in time to my Zion Tabernacle youth service. I was like, oh, my God, this reminds me of Zion Tabernacle. It was so wonderful just to see you guys up praising the Lord and giving God praise. And I can get, I can pat myself on the back. I really can, you know, because we had Sister uh, Harris. Sister Tanya Harris was our youth leader. She poured and poured and poured and poured into us about worshiping God. Our, we had a lot of our uh, uh, services our youth services were on Monday night, and they were in the fellowship hall. I think it was number one or number two, whatever number it was, but it was right there. That was our fellowship services in our fellowship hall, and we would just have such a wonderful time, and God would meet us. And so what can I do? I, I want to pour into you all about the things of God, tell you about putting God first in your life, and you will be successful. I promise you, if there's going to be some heartaches. There's going to be some pain. People are going to misunderstand you. They may not always want, they may not want to count you in part of their company, but it's their loss. Because if you know who you are in Christ and you know your identity in Christ, it's their loss. If you say, no, I don't get involved in that. But I want you to come to church with me. Invite your friends to church. Tell them about the Lord and get excited about Jesus and invite them to church. And I know one of the things that you learned about from camp was taking notes. So when you get a chance, take your notes while you're in Bible study and take notes in all the services in Sunday school. Bring you a notepad and take your notes because those same notes are the things that you're going to be looking back to saying, I remember I was going through that and I looked at my Bible study notes and there was the answer right there in my Bible study notes. Unfortunately, I save a lot of papers. I'm from a paper generation. I have lots of papers. Yes, I do. And I try to, I'm trying to organize and be, make them a little bit better. But one of the things I did come across is I had some papers. I had some notes. I think it was a handout from uh, Pastor Harris when he taught at the time. It was a TM camp. I don't remember if he was Pastor Harris or not then. But he was, our, he was teaching at a workshop. And I think it was talking about the whole armor of God. And I still have those notes. I still have those papers. I will not tell you what year it's from because it's from a, from a long time ago. But I still have those notes. And if I want to pull them out, I can still pull them out. Why? Because th th there's value in taking notes. Because when you write things down, you remember it better. I have to write things down. It helps me to remember. If I'm studying something, you can write it down. You can highlight it, put colors with it. And the colors help you to remember what you wrote down. Like if you're taking a test at school and you're taking your study notes, you may not remember, so, well, what, what? Oh, that's right, because something will register in your mind. That was green, and this is the answer. And that's one of the how you can study, amen? The Bible says, oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. So when you fear God and put him first, God will give you, God will make sure that you have everything that you need. There is no want, there is no lack to them that fear the Lord. God is awesome. He knows how to provide everything that you need. You say, Lord, you know my money's funny, my change is strange, and mama's money's funny, her change is strange. But when you talk to God, God, even though you're a young person, God, God hears your prayers. Some of you were praying for the Holy Ghost, and I know several of you received the Holy Ghost just at the TM camp. Why? Because God heard your prayers. So don't stop praying, young people. Don't stop believing God. Don't stop trusting the Lord at a young age. Now is the time. Now is the time to believe and trust God. Let him use you while you're young. Let the Lord, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can witness to your teachers. You can pray for your teachers at school and for your classmates. They know there's something different about you. That's why they came to you in the first place. 
You know what I'm saying? So just keep living the life before them. You don't have to have a big sign or a big sticker that says, I'm a Christian. Just continue to walk with the Lord, and they'll see that you don't laugh at the dirty jokes. You don't talk about the other kids in school. You're not bullied. You're not a bully. You're someone who says, no, we shouldn't know. I'm, I'm not going to talk about her. You know, she's a decent person. You know, I, I think she's an all right person. And you just keep it moving. One of the things I've learned, and I'm still learning in my in my later years of life, I'm learning about the importance of minding my own business. It doesn't cost you anything to mind your own business. You can pray for people and still mind your own business. You can, you, you can, you know, give somebody a hug or an embrace and still mind your own business. Why? Because my Bible tells me I need to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. So while I'm worried about you, I need to be asking God to save me and help me. It's, it's, re it's really easy. Just say, Lord, I need to be saved. I know the other things that are going on, and God can use you. He can use you to help other people. But while on others that aren't calling Jesus, please do not pass me by. While I'm helping somebody else out, please don't pass me by. All right? So we want to fear God and keep his commandments. What are commandments? Commandments are like laws. They tell you how to walk. They tell you how to live before the Lord. They tell you, they teach you the way that God wants you to do things. They teach you about business and finances. They teach you about your tithes and your offerings. Uh, commandments also teach you how to treat people, and commandments will teach you how to treat yourself. The Bible says that you are to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you love yourself, you're going to have what they call self-care. I know it's a big topic now about self-care. A lot of things happen in the, during the pandemic. And it taught people that some of us needed to slow down. Some of us needed to take a little bit more rest, a little bit more time with ourselves, and maybe going outside and breathing, and breathing the fresh air. A lot of times, young people stay indoors now. We used to go outside and play hopscotch. We did. We played double dutch. Y'all not play double dutch? Who can play double dutch? Raise your hand. Y'all know how to play jump rope with double dutch? Wow. Okay. I better, I, I better keep moving. We played. Anybody know how to play hopscotch? Oh, praise God. What about jacks? Mm -mm. Is that, that, okay, thank you, Rachel. Get your hand down. I mean, all those things that we played as kids, we used to play hide and go seek outside. Oh, good. All right. I love, I love hide and go seek. We played, uh, we, we kicked the ball and we had kickball games and things like that in my backyard. We did all those things, you know. Sometimes we play in the dirt and I've climbed, the, I've climbed some trees in my time. All those things that young people kind of don't do anymore. You know, but it's okay. It's okay to do those things as young people while you have strength, while you have energy. I'm telling you, things change. And Solomon knew after all that he did, he had 700 wives and, um, and, and some princesses, and he had 300 concubines. That's 1,000 sisters that Solomon had at his disposal. But guess what? He still wasn't satisfied. Ecclesiastics 7 and chapter, chapter 7, verse 26 says... And I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets, and her hands as bands. Whoso pleases God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be taken by her. And so Solomon had 1,000 women. Still, he wasn't quite satisfied because only God, only God is the one that can fill us up. The woman at the well, she had five, was it five husbands, and the one she had wasn't, wasn't her husband. She wasn't happy. But because there was something in her that only God could feel. There's a, there's, a, there's a void in our heart that only God can feel. People have prosperity. They have thousands and millions and billions of dollars. But they're still miserable. Why? Because they don't know God. They're not serving him. They're not trusting him. 
They think that they can fill up that void with, with the things of the world, but they can't. They have to know God. They have to serve him and love him with all their mind, heart, soul, and strength. So Solomon found that out. He had that 1,000 sisters, and still he, was, he knew that that was not the answer, all right? He let those women turn his heart from God with, with their idolatrous practices. And that's why we encourage young people about worshiping God. There's all kind of little things that um, sometimes people like to follow rappers. I'm not saying that's you, but sometimes people follow rappers. And they like to mock what the rappers do. But they don't know that those rappers sometimes go to other places and, and they dibble and dabble in, in the different type of demonic practices. Then they want to come back to the United States and they want to see people, uh, they wanna, and then people begin to imitate those demonic practices. It could be the way that they wear their hair, the way they wear their clothes. It could be different jewelry and different things that they wear on their body. And everybody think, oh, that's the new fad. No, that's some demonic practice that they picked up from somebody's religion and they try to bring it back to the United States. And it doesn't work like that. And so you have to recognize that when mom says, where'd you get that shirt from? Oh, I brought it from my friend. But then you didn't look at the, you didn't look at the, the shirt and what it, what it all had on and somebody dripping some blood and there's a knife. You thought, oh, that's just something cute. It's not cute. It's something you have to know about what you're wearing. You have to know about what you're listening to. You need to listen to your gospel music. And some of that, sometimes I don't like what I'm hearing. So you can switch it and turn to something else. You have to talk to your parents about the gospel rap because I'm not a, back, a gospel rap person, but talk to your parents about all that, amen? But it's for me and my house, you know, we're going to listen to uh, the songs that I, I, can, I, that I can understand, all right? I can't understand all that stuff sometimes that they're playing. So our music is important. So just make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make up your own songs. I know y'all know how to make up some songs, don't you? When you're alone by yourself, you know how to make up your, and write your own music. You sure do. I used to write my little music, too. I used to write my little songs and things like that. I sure did back in the day. But, but God will give you a song. I promise you, when you're going through those hard tests and trials in your life, God will give you your own song. And you be walking around the house, and Mama say, where'd you, where'd you get that song from? And say, oh, it's something between me and God. And you just keep on singing and bobbing your head because that's the song of the Lord. We call those the songs of the Lord. When you're singing songs that God gave you, that's a song of the Lord. Songs from scriptures, that's called the song of the Lord. When you begin to sing about his goodness and his grace and sing about his power and his majesty, that's called the song of the Lord. And those are like warfare songs and how God will put it in your heart and you begin to sing about, oh, magnify the Lord with me and, 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 how, the, and how we talked about putting on the whole arm of God. And you begin to sing about putting on the whole arm of God that I can stand against the wiles of the enemy. And you kind of put it to some music and you just keep singing it over and over and over and over again. And that begins to meditate to you in your personal situation. We call those the songs of the Lord where you were, only you and God know that song and God gave it to you personally when you were being challenged in a situation situation the song of the Lord how the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear and how you can put it to work how you can put it to a little tune and just you and God sing that song and that song takes you through difficult tests and trials so we want to fear God keep his commandments 
Why? Because we want to please him. This is the whole duty. This is man's all in all. It's to please the Lord. By the time you get through pleasing everybody else, did you please the Lord? Sometimes as adults, we have to reflect. And is what I'm doing pleasing unto the Lord? I'm running around doing this, 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 and this. But am I really doing what's going to please the Lord? I have this activity and that activity. But is what I'm really doing pleasing the Lord? Is it what God really created me to do? Is it what God really called me to do? Or am I just doing something just to be doing something? It's okay to do things for the Lord, but make sure you say, God, you say, God is this is, is what I'm really supposed to be doing for you? As you get older, you begin to think about these things. God, I want to please you. I know you, call, I know you have something for me to do. And only God can tell you what he has called you to do. There are people who have gifts and things like that, and they can, and they can kind of discern that the hand of the Lord is upon your life. But generally, that's really almost like for confirmation. But when you get in your prayer closet and you start talking to God, he will tell you and reveal to you and let you know what it is, the purpose for your life. Everybody has purpose. We're not here just to be here. Of course, I can tell you my little story. I was on the TM campgrounds, and I was 16, and God started talking to me. And I was like, I'm like, and you're like, God, are you really speaking to me? Because it's, it's, it's almost like it's unbelievable at how close that God wants to be to each and every one of you. He will talk to you. He was talking to me and let me know basically what he wanted me to do. I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. But God will speak to you. You don't have to be 16. You could be 14. You can be 13. You can be 12. Um, Samuel was young when God began to deal with Samuel, and Eli had to instruct him on what to do. So as parents and caregivers, we have to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost to know when God is dealing with our children. We have to recognize their gifts and their talents at a young age and encourage them to do those things. So you don't have to be afraid. You want to sing and testify testimony service, you get up and you sing your song for the Lord. You don't have to be scared. If they ask you to lead a song, you don't have to be afraid to lead a song. If you want to be like Sister Bertha right here, Sister Bertha is one of the ones that does sign language, and she uses her hands to minister unto the Lord. There's nothing wrong with those type of things. That's beautiful. All the strength that you have, all the energy, all the energy, all the energy. Since I wish I had y'all's energy, all the energy that you have and all the strength that you have, use it for the Lord. Use it for the Lord. And I'm telling you, God will surely, surely reward you. He is, God is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So while you're young, seek after God. Ask God for instructions. You want to go to college. You still don't have any money. You know, God will make a way for you to go to school. God made a way for my young people to be able to go to school. That was, that was a blessing. That was, that was a God thing for them to be able to have money to go to school. Never, ne never count God out. God knows what you stand in need of. So, so right now, while you're young, if you want to start, write, write, write your vision out, Lord. I would like to go to college. I need this amount of money or whatever you think you may need. I want this type of career. And then ask God to guide you and to direct your pathway. I was listening to a preacher on YouTube. Uh, he was, I mean, it, was, it was like his, um, I guess you can say, streaming from his services. And he was talking about the things that he wanted to do. Um, I think he said he wanted to work for the Pentagon or maybe he wanted to whatever, some other job that he wanted. And how he was upset because, you know, because God didn't open up that door for him. And then later on in life, he talked about how uh, with the Pentagon situation that he could have possibly been working in those buildings when, uh, when we had the 9-11 situation. So even though God did not give him what he wanted, 
God, God, God instead directed his path in, in another direction. So even when God says no to you, he knows what he's doing. When your parents say no and, and you say, I understand what, whatever, you understand it better by and by. When you didn't get that job that you wanted, when you perhaps there was someone or a situation that God wanted to protect you from and prevent you, just like going to the mall. Parents might say, no, we're not going to the mall today. I think we're going to just stay home. Later on, you see on the news that there was a shooting at the mall because God's hand and grace and mercy, God's mercy was upon your life. So don't take those things for granted. Pray, have your own prayer life. Put God first. Please him. Say, God, what can I do to please you? Please, God, show me what can I do to please you. And God will show you. Praise me. Praise me. Bless me. Put me first in your life. And everything, I promise you, everything will fall in place. When you fear the Lord, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. What is the purpose of man? To please the Lord. Please the Lord. When you get older, you find out, Lord, Lord, am I really pleasing you? I didn't done this, this, and that, and other, but Lord, I want to please you yes. with all the strength that I have. Sometimes we don't think about how precious life is. I don't always think about how precious life was. I thought, well, I'm young and everything is going to be okay. It wasn't until recently I was like, life is really precious. People that I, one girl, I went to TM camp with her, and she, I think she had passed away. She was, she was 49 years old. I was like, oh, my gosh, we went to TM camp together. But she ended up passing away. Something happened. But, you know, you just never know. You just never know about the people that you meet in life. So while you have strength and life and energy, please put God first in your life. Pray, read the word, spend time with God, fast, learn how to fast. If you don't like to fast, just, just take it one step at a time, and God will help you, all right? And so, young people, I hope I said something to encourage you on tonight. I love you. I want you to keep on praising the Lord. Keep on praising the Lord. Don't let your fire go out. Keep the fire burning for Jesus. Keep the fire burning for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man, to put him first. All right? Amen. So at this time, we're going to have our altar call. Our altar call. For those who need to be baptized in Jesus' name and who need the power of the Holy Ghost, that Holy Ghost gives us power to overcome. That's what the Holy Ghost is for. I think it's Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. So while we're coming, for those who want prayer, for this is a commandment that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. We want, we want the Holy, the Holy Ghost gives us power to overcome. And the Word of God gives us the strength that we need. The Word of God and the Holy Ghost combined together. Put on the whole armor of God, young people. Put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Doesn't matter how old you are. Satan doesn't care how old you are. He likes to, he likes to, he'll fight you too. Just fight back in Jesus' name. Anybody else would like to receive prayer? Young people, if you want to come to the altar and receive prayer, you can come. It's up to you.
right, we, this time we're going to have our young people to come to the altar for prayer. All the young people, you can come to the altar right now for prayer. We're just going to pray for everybody.